Man, having a beautiful time. Season 2, episode 16. Want to talk to him about what we're going to discuss today, Oh, Yes, sir. Come on and sit on the porch with us as we discuss the importance of the process. We talk about that Georgia red clay and crazy faith. Yes, Lord. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Serendipity with Inky Johnson across all podcast platforms as well as YouTube. Be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Peace. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Serendipity Season 2, Episode 16. I'm Ink. I'm Oak. What's happening? What's popping, man? Um, you know, before we get started, man, I just want to say thanks for tuning in. Thanks for the support. We greatly appreciate it. How you feeling, Oak? Oh, man, I'm over the moon. Like I always say in this moment. Yeah. I was doing it E.T., you over the moon. Like, E.T., go home, the movie, he over the moon. I'm telling you, man, if I was doing it better, I had to go to heaven. I promise you. I promise you that right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. How you feeling? I'm all good, man. I'm all good. As you would say, in this moment, yeah. we all good. Yes. Ain't no pressure, man. What you got going on, man? Let's, let's get into it, man, before we get into it. Uh-huh. I got one for you, man. Quote card. That reads, I don't fear failure. I fear succeeding at something that doesn't matter. I don't fear failure. I fear succeeding at something that doesn't matter. Man, uh, my thought goes to James Weldon Johnson. Okay. Clark Atlanta University alum who wrote Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm. Most people, you know, we don't get to the third verse where it says, lest we get drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Mm. what will make you drunk with the wine of the world is being successful at things that don't matter Mm. at things that you didn't have to work for Hmm. because now you get a sense of entitlement yeah right you you want to be successful at a thing that you put sweat equity into absolutely right you want to be successful at the thing that you woke up before everybody else that you beat the sun up for Mm -hmm. see if you able to wake up at 10 if you able to just you know, wake up like this and be successful, it is not going to be beneficial for you hmm. because you didn't have to put anything in. Yeah. Right? It's like a lottery ticket. You win the lottery. But yeah. what happens with most people who win the lottery? What happens with Blow it. that money? Blow it. Why? Didn't work for it. Didn't earn it, really. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When you get something that you didn't work for, mm. it, A, it's not going to be long-lasting, right? But the the real cumulative effect is... It builds a habit of expectancy without output, without yeah. I'm not without input, without work, without yeah. putting your heart into something, without sacrifice, without blood, shed tears, you know, the cliche, all of that. But it gives you the sense of I'm going to get something without giving something. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Mm. Then you have broken the law. You are you are <laughs> a universal criminal. Mm. A universal criminal. Because you have broken the law of reciprocity. Absolutely. You've gotten something without putting some in. Mm. Yeah. We want to be universal citizens. We want to be spiritual, universal citizens, not spiritual, universal criminals. Mm. But most people, they, they, I walk down the street, I get a bag of $300,000. Yeah. Right. What am I going to do? What are you going to do? You get the bag. Nobody sees you. Like you can keep the bag and be yeah. and be good. Yeah. Be good. Like there are no repercussions. There are no physical repercussions mm-hmm. 
of you um, keeping that three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Because I think I don't know. It was somebody Nelly or somebody. Yeah, I saw. I heard right. that story. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's where I'm coming from yeah. with it. Um, so no one sees you. There's no re- physical repercussions. Like you're not gonna go to jail. You're not gonna get persecuted. You find the three hundred dollars. What are you gonna do with it? Now I'm not here to tell you what to do with it. I'm not here to say what I would do with it. Yeah. But I'm saying what you do with it is going to tell where you are on your maturity scale, where you are on your spiritual walk, where you are in your spirituality in terms of your connection with God. Mm-hmm. And there's no judgment in that. I'm just yeah. saying that's going to be your indicator, what you're going to do with it. Hmm. What would you do with it? Well, that's your character indicator. Right. It reveals your character. Yeah. So you don't want to get something. Read it again. Let me, let me mm-hmm. let's get these words right, man. <laughs> Said I don't fear failure. I fear succeeding at something that doesn't matter. Right. So yep. the succeeding at something doesn't matter. What it what does that breed? What habit does that create? Mm. Is really what I'm getting at. Yeah. I succeed at something that doesn't matter. I do I get more focus on the fact that I succeeded, or do I get more focus on the fact that it doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it doesn't impact everybody <clears throat> else, if it doesn't impact your community, if it doesn't impact your ecosystem, then you being successful at it means very little. Yeah. But at the same time, it builds a character in you that is going to be dehabilitating. Dehabilitating. What mm. you got? What you thinking? It's it's almost like um when you get to certain stages and phases in life, like I often say to people, the meaning of success changes. Mm-hmm. Priority changes, right? Like when you start going and growing throughout life, whether you get kids, whether you get a spouse, um, whether you get experience under your belt, what you consider to be success, it changes, right? From what the world views as success. Mm-hmm. And so when it says, I don't fear failure, I fear succeeding at something that doesn't matter. I think to the point to where when a cat gets a certain age or get to a certain space and place in their life and they feel as if the thing they was doing was super important and it mattered and they placed extreme value on it. And then you get to a certain space and place and you're like, man, that that didn't matter at all. It's like the story about the father that went to work every single day grinding sacrificing, doing his thing. And every time he would come home, his son would come in and be like, hey, Dad, I can get a minute. I want to holler at you real quick. Like, boy, I just walked in the door. Chill, wait. Let me get things straight real quick. And one day, father comes in the house after working a couple of shifts, right, kicking his boots off. Son comes over to him. Hey, Dad, how much money you make an hour? <clears throat> right? How much you like that orange? <laughs> he eating the orange, y'all know. <laughs> Orange got him. We're going to tell y'all about this orange experiment on another episode. Go ahead, man. We good. <laughs> hey, look, so the son comes in, right? And the son says, hey, dad, how much money you make an hour? And the dad like, son, like, why are you asking me that? Like, I work here, man. I put food on the table, bills paid. Why are you asking me how much I make an hour? I make $50 an hour. Son, I'm like, all right, cool. Son leaves. Next day, father comes in the house. Son says, uh, hey, dad, uh, can I get $25? Dad's like, all right, cool. What you trying to do with it? He's like, I just really need $25. Dad said, all right, cool. I'm going to give you $25. Dad gives him $25. 
Son takes the 25, goes to his room. Father's like, man, I wonder what he needed that for. Mm-hmm. Went, opened his door, right? When he opens the son's room's door, son's sitting on his bed, and he pulling out more money. Man, and they're counting up. Pops get pissed. <laughs> man, I've been working. You asking me for money. You already got money. He was like, yeah, but I need a little bit more. I just had 25, and you gave me the 25. Now I got 50. Can I get an hour of your time? And Pop was like, man, I didn't know it was that deep, right? And so you've been grinding. You've been working. You've been doing what you was doing, handling your business. But you get to a certain point to where you don't fear failure. You fear succeeding at something that doesn't really matter at a certain space and place in your life. And so it's conviction, and it's always self-assessing and asking yourself the question, man, does this really matter? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so the second one is this. Besides the noble art of getting things done, there's the noble art of leaving things undone. The wisdom of life consists in the elimination of the non-essentials. Discretion. Discretion. What's the, what's the, the prayer, the serenity prayer? Yeah. Right? That's, yep. that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, meaning, uh, you know, having the wisdom to, to determine what needs your attention and what doesn't. Right. What's, what's most important now? Right. What's the big picture? You know, it, even in terms of being in, in the profession of education, um, we have to use discretion all the time. Like, wh- what's your vision? What's the most important thing to you? Is it student achievement or student actualization? Break, For me, break down, break down the, the difference. Student achievement is your learning and how you perform on a test, mm-hmm. how you perform in the classroom, yep. right? Um, your your growth, right? As a student, based upon test scores, homework, whatever that criteria, state is. test, whatever yes. you got you. Yep. Student act- actualization is when you begin to realize who you are, what you are, mm-hmm. what's your purpose, and what's your why. Gotcha. For me, I'm always about student act- actualization. Mm-hmm. Student achievement is gonna come as a byproduct. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's almost like you trying to water the trunk of a tree. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna water the roots. Yeah. The roots is understanding who you are, understanding why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Understanding the person that you are. Yes, sir. Right? So the discernment between student achievement, student actualization. The discernment between even like like with what you were just saying about the father and the son. The discernment between doing the work, going to provide for your son, provide for your family, and understanding and knowing what it is that my son needs. Mm-hmm. What's my son loves language? Yeah, right. Because my son love if my son loved language was gifts and mm-hmm. acts of service. Yeah, right. Then me working so I can get these dollars so I can buy him such and such and such and such. You on point. Right. But if my son love language is um, quality time, mm-hmm. you're missing the boat. No doubt. So that's what I got from the lesson that, you know, that you were just talking about. Yeah. So you have to have the wisdom to discern between what is it that this person need? What is it that I need? Is it important? Is, is imp- what's most important in this moment? Mm-hmm. Right. You always want to win. What's important now? Right. So. 
what is the most important thing in this moment is what I have to have the discernment, what I have to wi- have to have the wisdom mm-hmm. uh, to to exert upon the the moment so that I can be successful, so yeah. that the people around me can be successful. And it's going to change every day, every moment. So at every, uh, my cousin always said, you know, at every moment you got to dis- determine and decide what you're going to pick up and what you're going to put down. Yeah, absolutely. So then the next time, what you're going to pick up and what you're going to put down. Absolutely. And if you pick up the wrong thing or if you pick put down the wrong thing, mm-hmm. then that's when you find yourself in disadvantageous situations. Yeah. So that's why wisdom is the principal thing. Get it. Get and with it. all that get and get understanding, the wisdom of discernment yeah. is what, what I got from it. I'm going to just say one line, man, and I'm going to move us on along. I think it was Jim Rohn maybe, but he said most people major in minor things, right? Mm-hmm. Don't major in the minor. And so, um, man, we know it's, it's well documented that you're a Georgia Bulldog, right? Ha! <laughs> Georgia born, Georgia bred. You say you're going to be that way till you Georgia, Georgia dead. Right. All day and twice on Sunday. They won a national championship. Talk to me, man. What? Uh, what? What's your thoughts? I I see you hitting the bell. And people online see you hitting the bell. You done brought this bell into the studio. This man, this man was hitting the bell, man. This man real Listen deal him. with it, man. That that bell cow, man. You know the bell, bell cow, cow man. Everybody got to follow the bell cow. When you got the natty, man, you everybody got to follow behind you. They got to follow you. Got to huh? follow behind you. That's why we hitting that bell. Yeah. Um, man, 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 man. Golly, I ain't know you gonna hit me with that. Yeah, either. man. I really did. I really did because you know. Um, and shouts out, man, to to Kirby UGA. Shouts out to Saving Alabama, man. Two first class organizations. Listen, getting it done. Listen, man. much props, much respect. Um, sure. Just for what y'all doing, and then I just there's one cat I really want to shout out though, mm-hmm. for real, and uh, and that's uh, Coach Jonas Jennings. Yeah, man. I know Coach Jennings. Uh, he's doing some things behind the scenes, pouring into them young Thundercats. Yes, sir. Right, that people may never know. Yeah. That's going to be between him and those those players. Mm-hmm. You know, Tri City Bulldogs. Real. Whatever you know. Real. Uh, my partner Robert Printup. Another Tri City Bulldog who coached with me at Crawford Long, uh, but yeah, Coach Jonas Jennings and the work that he's putting in. I just want to just just make sure I shout no him question. out because there's so many Big people ups. behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That really make it happen. But what I understand about what he's doing is something other than just football. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He come from he comes from the places that a lot of those brothers come from. He's able Absolutely. to relate. And uh, connect with them and build with them. So, uh, just shout out, shout out, Coach Jennings. We, Big ups, uh, man. And he he showed you a lot of love too when we went to UGA. You yeah. and him click quick. Yeah, yeah talking we, about we, link we done, quick. We done, we done talk. He said he ready to come on the on the pod. Man, you know that's that's whenever. <laughs> yeah, but um, for me personally, man, I you know I I'm I'm of the 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 belief that okay, I was born in Georgia. I was born in Georgia for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I love this red clay. Yeah. I love this red clay for all of what is not all of the atrocities, all of its mistakes, but also all of what is instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is it? It has instilled in my people. Yes, sir. I, I love the journey. Mm. So just like the people in Alabama, I love the fact that you love Alabama. No question. 
the people in Mississippi, and I got this lesson from the late great Mega Evers, mm-hmm. the way in which he, he said he loved Mississippi. Yeah. And we all know the history of Mississippi. No doubt. Right? And then people were like, man, why you love Mississippi? Why, how it has treated black people and da-da-da-da-da. But that's my home. He was like, that's my home. That's, that's what made me me. Mm. It fortified me. Yeah. See, that red clay? Yeah. That red clay of Georgia fortified <laughs> me. See, I got stories about my grandmama talking about when she was little and had to mm. usher her brothers out the back door because folks were coming through the front door mm. to hang them from a tree. Mm. Mm. But I look at that as, okay, all love. Mm. Because that adversity taught them to be stronger. Yes, sir. And that was passed down to me, and I'm trying to pass it down to my cousins and my sons and anybody who, you know, listens to my voice who feel like I'm, I'm of, of, of influence, mm. right? So I'm, we're not in no judgment. Once we come to, to reconcile our past and, and all of its greatness and all of its flaws, we all good. Mm. So I'm going to represent. That is pure joy. When you see me talking about this right here, it's bigger than just them cats on the football field. It's bigger yes, than Athens. I'm not talking about just Athens. I'm not talking about the university. I'm mm. talking about the people who work this land. I'm talking about the people who, who sacrifice for this. The totality of it. All sir. of that. Yes, that's yeah. where my love and passion comes from. It's 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 a message in that in terms of just alone, right? It's power in that, right? The message is not. I always say to cats, when I speak, cats get caught up sometimes thinking it's about a game. And I always tell them it's deeper than that, yeah, right? Yeah. It's about understanding, first and foremost, what you're a part of, right? Mm-hmm. When you play anything, when you do anything, when you're connected to anything, one of the most powerful things in the world. Ray Lewis said it in football com- context, and I think Cats missed it. He said it's hard to beat a group of men when they see something. That was defense, right? Football context, right? But when people understand what they're a part of, and what's taking place to shape and mold them into the individuals that they are, the competition level is different, the understanding is different, the perspective is different. Most importantly, what you're a part of is different. Like, football is a game. It's great. We enjoy it. But when you start to understand what you're a part of and the purpose that it serves in the world, right, it's like when a cat say, NFL, not for long. Right. Right? Yep. Average career, three, three and a half years. NFL, not for long. And so if you're blessed with the platform, how can you maximize the platform to sustain you 20, 30, 40, 50 years past the game? Mm-hmm. That's why you show up on time, young blood. Yes. That's why you give everything you got to a young blood. Yeah. That's why you stay dedicated and commit. That's why you don't quit and let the behavior diminish the message, young blood. You're going down the road now. Right. I'm, I'm, it ain't you're, about you're the moment. The right. Just being in the weight room. No. We're trying to sustain a spirit. We're trying to sustain a certain level of character. We're trying to sustain disposition, a mentality that can carry us 20, 30, 40, 50 years past the game. Yes. That's going to be short-lived, dog. And so if you think, like Saban, that was beautiful, man. What he did at the end, even in defeat, when they doing a press conference, reporter talking to him, and they get done, and his guy's about to get up. Uh, Bryce and my guy, 31, Will, your guy. That's my guy right I'm talking about, they about to get up, saving like, wait, let me say something, right? And I loved it, man. He he bigged them up. He edified them, right? And he made them realize that, man, who y'all are, one game does not define who y'all are, right? It's the same as when Kirby and Saban met midfield, right? Mm-hmm. And Saban like, man, y'all whooped our ass in the fourth <laughs> quarter, really? right? And Kirby like, man, how's 
How's the receiver? My man good? Number one. Yeah. James, he good? He straight? Right? That's bigger than the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm picking up what you're putting down when you say it. Yeah. Man. I'm picking it up. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. Yeah. It, it's deeper than the football game. You know, the, the validation of, as a football fan, yes, yeah, surface yeah. level, rah, 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 cool, excited, wonderful. But I look at the victory as a metaphor, mm-hmm. as a metaphor for the validation of all of the sacrifices that everyone who has stepped foot on this red clay. Yeah. Whether you Native American, whether you white, whether you black, and whatever sacrifices you made for a greater good. Mm-hmm. And I also look at it as whether you black, whether you Native American, whether you white, and the sacrifices you didn't make. Hopefully that this brings you to a place of understanding that there is something bigger than just you. No question. That we're fighting for every day. No question. There's a community that we're fighting for every day. There's a family. There's a tribe that your tribe that you're fighting for every day. So this victory is way bigger than a national championship. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Way bigger than a national championship. Because, you know, I don't get excited like that yeah. for, for a whole lot. Yeah. But that's, that, that, that genuine excitement, but it comes and, and, and it stems from something bigger than you know, it's for Coach Dale McGee and all of the sacrifices and down there in Columbus, mm-hmm. right? Down on the south side at Carver mm-hmm. and and, and, Carver, and pulling cats and saving cats' lives or extending cats' lives like he did. Yeah. And having the opportunity now to be on the grander stage. Absolutely. Like, I see that. I acknowledge that. I salute that. Mm. All, he's carrying all of those cats in Muskogee County, you know, the hopes and dreams. Oh, Dale. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick High School, mm. went to Auburn. Yeah. Come back and coach at Carver, win okay. state championship, be that guy, be the best, one of the best coaches in the state of Georgia. Yeah. Move on to Georgia. Now he's one of the greatest, re- best recruiters in the nation. The journey, so I'm, I'm giving these cats their problems, but what I'm talking about is their backstory. Yeah. That's why I'm ringing this bell. Yeah. That's the bell cow. Yeah. You think, I don't care nothing about nobody scoring 33 <laughs> points, 18 <laughs> points, man, on a Monday night in January. Yeah. Look, check this. Oh, let's talk about this because cat a cat asked me this, right? So you see the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Let's segue real quick. You see the moment, the championship. You see the teams that are there. Yes, sir. And we see what they've produced over the past few years. Uh-huh. Let's talk about the process and what it takes to be there. Right? On a consistent basis. We ain't talking one year, then be there. The next five, six years, we talking about on a consistent basis, you got to see these cats, right, from an organizational standpoint and mm-hmm. from a player standpoint, coach them. Like, you got to see. You got to see Saban. Yeah. Feel how you want to feel about You got to see. You got to see St. Nick, bro. Yes. Right? Over the past few years, you got to see Kirby. You got to see him. You And you said the process, right? Right. The thing I always – I always say, I said to my colleagues, uh, teachers that I work with, administrators, whomever, um, about process. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to, uh, you got to believe in it. Yep. You got to trust it. Yes, sir. And then you got to embrace it. Mm-hmm. So believing in the process is, okay, it may, it may be important. Right. Right. Uh, trust in the process is when uh, Devontae Smith catches the second and 28 for the touchdown to end the game, you know, the walk-off touchdown in 2017, uh, Georgia loses 
but we still stay the course. Mm-hmm. Right? That's sure. that's you trusting the process. Embracing the process is when you ask for the storm. You ask for the trials. You ask for the tribulations. Mm. You ask for it. Yeah. That's what I was talking about, that marine mentality of you taking yourself as far as you can go to make or break situations, to make or break moments. Mm-hmm. And you find out either I can or I can't. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of the process. That's what the process, that's the secret, I think, mm-hmm. that Alabama and now Georgia is, is, is finally kind of trying to get there. Yeah. Now, you know, like Clemson, they got they they got a piece of the formula. Like we're gonna get Absolutely. all these good players down yeah. down eighty five. I mean, highway yeah. uh interstate ninety five going all the way down to Miami. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna get all these great players, we're gonna get a great quarterback, cool. I don't know if they got the mentality of the process though. Hmm. Hmm. Takes AM, you know, right now, number one recruiting class. Okay, yeah, you got the players. Cause Georgia has had the players for the past yeah. five years. You don't think Clemson got it? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Man. I don't know. That's I what I'm saying. Because this year is going to tell you, okay, you got a bounce back year. Are you coming back to dominate the Clint? Are you dominating the ACC? Right. Or are you just going to be one of the good teams in the ACC? Check this. Is it even a bounce back year? They still won 10. Yeah, it's a bounce back year. Yeah. Because the expectation and standard was so high because, and so consistent. Right, because you've set right? that standard. Yes. Because if Alabama, right now, if Alabama win 10, only 10 next year, yeah. Georgia win only 10 next year. Yeah. You got to bounce back in tw- in twenty twenty four. Yeah, or but, what, but has twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's true. But has the standard been set such at a high level to where when they win ten, you know as well as I do how hard it is to win ten. Yes, in college, right? Yeah. yeah. So that these cats win ten and cats are like, oh, they just won ten. Georgia uh-huh. fired Rick for winning ten. Exactly. Because the standard had been set so high. Once you get that ceiling, you got to break it. Got to break it. Because stagnation leads death. Mm. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Absolutely. No question. Right? Every day. If you're not growing, you're dying. Absolutely. So the notion of being satisfied mm. is obsolete if you're talking about self-mastery, if you're talking about being the best version of yourself every day. Right. So yes, Clemson has to come and 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 really come to reconciliation with nah, ten wins is not the standard because yeah. fifteen years ago ten wins was the standard. Right. In fact, that was the goal. That was the goal. Yep. Yep. So now Georgia, okay, go come win nine, ten games next year. Yeah. All right, Carver. <laughs> because then now you 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 missing you're missing the standard. Yeah. You done got drunk with the wine of the world. Yeah. Became a victim of your own talent. Exactly. Like a couple cats, you know, I'm not naming the names, but been able to, you know, hook up and and, and be in communication with, you know, one of them texted me this morning. He's like, man, it still feel unreal. Mm. Right? Yeah. And I was like, it sure feel unreal. Yeah. Until you get back on the field and get back to your your regiment of preparation, Mm -hmm. to your training. Yeah. Remember how you felt this time last year? Mm-hmm. Did it feel unreal? Mm. Nah. So tap back into that. No doubt. Because that's where you got to go back to. Yeah. You got to go back to where you felt last year at this time. Space and place. And then let's start that journey over again. Because yeah. like Coach Saban, man, we all know he'll win a championship on Monday night. On Wednesday, he on the recruiting trail. Yeah. Maybe even Tuesday. Yeah. For sure. So it's all a part of the process. Mm-hmm. 
process. The process doesn't stop. There's not a beginning and an end destination to this. Got to be process. built for that thing too, man. Yes, it'll take it out of you. Got to be built for it. You know, I, I, I often talk about just the mentality of a champion, mm-hmm. right? The behavior of a champion, the championship habits, the behavior that a champion has, the way they see things, the way they process things. Like it's a difference, man, when Tampa lost to New Orleans that year that they won the Super Bowl and Cats came in the building and was like, man, we just got beat by New Orleans. And Brady comes into the building and says, great, we got that out of the way. Let's go win a Super Bowl now. That's a different mentality. But it has to be conditioned, right? Yes, yes, yes. It It has has to be conditioned. It has to be conditioned. And the beauty of it it is that it can be conditioned. Absolutely. Like everybody has access to it. Yeah. It's not genetics. It's not DNA. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a mentality is that you can you can acquire, yeah. That you can work on because it's about building habits. Mm-hmm. You can build that habit of expectant belief. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the one? Yeah, that's it. Expectant belief. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Expectant belief. That's so powerful. Yeah. Because that means regardless of the situation right now, like if if I'm go riding back, you know, getting off the plane, back in Tuscaloosa. My expectant belief, if I'm Bryce Young, if I'm Will Anderson, we're going to win next year. Yeah. Monday is over with. We're winning next year. Yeah. Already. Already. Yeah. Right? If if I'm if I'm uh Michael Sherman, mm-hmm. uh, young cat we might not even know about, number eight. Yeah. I think his name. I know his last name is Sherman. But going to step in from the Kobe. Oh, we winning next year. Yeah. Ready. Ready. Yeah. Ready. Come on, young blood. Let's go. Yeah. Jalen Carter, it's your turn now. Let's get Let's it. Let's go. Let's get it. Young Thundercats, them, them two and, and six, McIntosh and Milton. Y'all got to tote this tater now. Yeah. Edwards, let's mm-hmm. tote this tater. It's your turn. No doubt. At, that expectant belief or you're just going to rest on what just happened. Yeah. Then that's 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 failure. That's that's when you just starting to decline. And that's all I was saying in terms of, like, the cats at Clemson now. How many of those cats are removed from championship status? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or how many of those cats now have on the, on the roster that won a championship? Yeah. Or know what championship work looks like? Yeah. How do so this year? This approve it, y'all. You zero and ten right now. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the mentality that you got to take. So you know. So oh man, I um, I had a question for you, man, with your background, just in terms of education, athletics, um, the situation with AB. We've watched play out. Um, we've seen different people share their perspective. And, um, you know, I just I want to know your thoughts. You know, it doesn't have to be direct answers, but I just want to know your thoughts in terms of just how we break down things and brainstorm. Uh-huh. What came to mind when you saw saw it happening or unfolding? Uh, first thing that came to mind was, as Malcolm said, the chickens coming home to roost mm. because – You've seen, you've seen the behavior before, mm-hmm. in in different shapes, forms, and fashions, right? Um, so it wasn't surprising. I was getting, te- I mean, some of the teachers who don't really even watch football were sending me yeah. videos of uh, of what happened. Yeah. I was going to get some uh, salmon, right? Something to eat. wasn't paying no attention. Um, and so, you know, I looked at it like, oh, wow, he, that, was, that was A.B. 
Yeah. That was AB. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's that just from the, the casual perspective, right? Now, yeah. the, of course, the coach, mentor, teacher perspective, like, come on, bro. Yeah. You, you, you stepped out on your teammates, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And with Mike Evans and, and OJ Howard and them trying to say, no, nah, man, stall it out, stall it out. You you know you you just stepped out on them in the moment, right? Yeah. But my biggest issue is with people who who can't no, who refuse to at least see or acknowledge how detrimental this is to a societal thought or a mm-hmm. cultural thought process, mm-hmm. right? The notion of entitlement, the notion of pimping your pimping your gift, mm. the notion of how we leverage and, and 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 allow people who are very talented that have a gift that can be um, monopolized. Mm-hmm. We allow them to pimp their gift regardless of the content of their character. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 tough. That's yeah. that's saddening to mm-hmm. me. That's yeah. saddening to me, and. And finally, you know, I'm I'm gonna say, like to Antonio, and to anyone who you know who's just listening, right? Um, Antonio has to understand that that his agency and self-efficacy is greater than the hurt that he has decided to carry, mm. because all of this is a manifestation of the hurt that's inside of him, whether it's from whatever experiences that he's had. Yeah. He has decided to allow that hurt to override his self-agency and self-efficacy. Yeah. Sure. Whenever he decides to work on, look at, and that's for all of us. I'm not talking no about A B, yeah, man. You, you know. Absolutely. No, no pressure, brother. No pressure. I'm talking, I'm talking to Oak for News. Hmm. Where the camera at? I'm talking to Oak for News. I'm talking to myself. And whoever else is willing to listen. Whenever you get to a place where you decide that your self-agency and your self-efficacy is greater than the hurt that you're carrying. Yeah. Then that's when you will move towards healing, you move towards reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I wanted to know what was the other side when I first other saw side. it. Uh-huh. Right? Like, you see him... You see the clip, he take off his pads, jersey, then he jogs off, chunk up the deuce, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man, what's the other side to it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what happened that made him do that? Because I got one of my brothers that played with him, uh-huh. you know, that tells me stories about how much he loves the game. Yeah. Everybody yeah. that speaks about him playing the game, he loves it, works hard. Never seen anybody work harder when A.B. in the zone. Like, he loves it. He loves football. That's clear, understanding across the board. So, I'm like, I know he loves the game. And so, what happened that made him do that, right? Mm. And so, then I thought about this, oh. I was like, something had to be said, right? Because A.B. from, what's that, Miami, Liberty City, somewhere down through there, right? Uh-huh. And so when cats come from that type of space and place, environment, 
it took me a while. It took me a while. Like, I remember I got thrown out of a, um, a Thanksgiving basketball tournament. Cost my team. All behind words. Cat yeah. called me Buckwheat. Man, yeah. I lost my shit. That when you had the lockdown. That when I had Madrid. Yeah, you had the lockdown. Yeah. Like, Cat called. Looking like CT. You oh, like looking like C. <laughs> Cat come out on the court. What's up, Buckwheat? Oh, I done bowled him in the shit and everything. I get tossed. I'm looking at the ref like I ain't do nothing. I lost it. And I sat there on the bench and watched my team lose. And I remember feeling like the biggest fool, man. And the cat that called me that, he playing. Let me let me just put a – can I put a pin yes, on Yes, sir, man. The fact that you felt like the biggest fool is the difference. Mm. Because I don't know what a man feels inside. All I know is what he articulates. Yeah. I have not gotten the articulation that he feels like he was a big fool for mm. leaving his teammates. Mm. That is the line of demarcation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I, I'm saying. It's deeper than the moment. It's deeper than your upbringing. Yeah. There is some level of hurt. There's some level of disconnection, right? People talk about Devontae's perfect hit, mm-hmm. right? That 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 cause that may cause yeah. whatever this, that, and the third. That's that that may be true, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, there were and 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 we talked about this. Right. There are there are teammates. There are people who are around him. In this situation. No one has come to his defense. Mm-hmm. What they'll come and say is he loved ball. Yeah, he works hard. Yeah, but they never. No one comes to the defense of his character. Yeah, his yep. personal character. They'll come to the defense of his competitive character. Mm-hmm. But this was your personal character on display. Yes, sir. No pressure. No pressure. Yes, sir. No pressure. And when I w- when you were talking about it, um, one of his teammates. You know, I I know. Think yeah, I you know. Who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um. And and that's 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 the general consensus. Yep. He's gonna work hard. He's gonna tell you he works hard at his game. He works hard at his craft. He's gonna run the route. He is one of the greatest receivers ever to play NFL football. No question. No question. I don't know if he loves football though. Hmm. Cause the question a man or woman always got to ask themselves: Do I love you, mm-hmm. or do I love me through you? Mm. Yeah. Was football the way in which? He gathered, garnered the attention. Mm-hmm. Or is it the game itself that I love? Oh, yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I'm just throwing the question out there. Mm. If it, we're talking about football, if we're talking about a mate, we're talking about anything. Do you love, do I love you or do I love me through you? Because mm-hmm. if I love you, then I'm going to always be your biggest cheerleader. I'm always going to be your biggest supporter, regardless of what, what how that makes me feel. Right. Regardless of what position that puts me in. Right. Now, if I love me through you, mm-hmm. everything is transactional, as you say. Yes, sir. So if the if the transaction benefits me, mm-hmm. cool. As he said, he 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 hinted at it. Yeah. Brady is my friend because I'm a good football player. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. He wasn't saying Brady loves me. Brady loves Brady through me. Mm. Brady loves winning through me. Mm. Yeah. 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 You got to ask yourself this question. Do I love you mm. or do I love me through you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good. And so, again, with AB, I, 
when he understands, or all of us, any of us, when we, when we get to our threshold, right? Because that was just a moment. We he, he had a public display of yeah. getting to his threshold, right. but we all we all go through, have gotten to our threshold. All been public less than or our private, best. absolutely right. All of us being less than our best. The great Gerald Nelson said that your principal and Sammy Cohen. Yes, sir. He said, Mr. Mitchell, we all been less than our best. I've been less than my best sometimes. Yes, sir. And that helped shape me. That was my first year teaching. It helped shape me in how to, to how to deal with you guys. Yeah. And all of the foolishness and the shenanigans that y'all would do. They less than their best. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't define them. It's sort of like it's sort of like what Nick was saying about Will and, and Bryce. Yeah. This one game doesn't define right. the greatness of who they are. Absolutely. Powerful. Right? This one day on a Wednesday in in the middle of November and y'all just for whatever Powerful. reason acting a fool doesn't define who you are as young people, who doesn't define who you're going to become as people. Mm. Don't let the moment yeah. define you. And and most importantly, don't judge other folks on the moment. moment. Absolutely, man. Don't judge other Absolutely, folks on the moment. man. It's a moment, man. Right? But what we're saying about AB in terms of these continuous actions, right? Mm. So to me, I ain't trying to play no psychologist or none of that stuff, but there's clearly some hurt that he has not reconciled. Yeah. And he doesn't understand that his agency and his self-efficacy is greater than the hurt that he has experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So that, when you, you know. when when you speak to it from a societal issue, oh, like I'm picking up everything you're putting down. And um, when they started talking about what was said, right, whether mm-hmm. it was said or wasn't said, it made me think about my mom. And one of the reasons I'm so grateful and thankful for my mom was the lessons she taught me early in my life. But specifically, the moment I want to speak to is when I was in the fifth grade. Yes, sir. Fred A. Tumor. Sam, uh, Fred A. Tumor, right? Before I got to Sammy E. Corn, down off Boulevard, old Jose Williams, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. We playing around in the fifth grade. Oh, they have, like, chorus, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I'm joking with some of the cats in chorus. And I mess around and go in there and get me a flute. Right? I'm joking though. I'm playing. Well, let me get a flute. Y'all play the flute? I'm playing. I come home with the flute. Got a black case. Beautiful case. I come home with it. Soon as I hit the gate, my uncle's on the porch. They light me up. Boy, what you do? You play a flute? Choir boy. Choir <laughs> boy from the fire heartbeat. They, they light me up, right? They light, they light me up. I'm, yes, I'm having fun with it, though. I'm joking. But I'm really trying to be a little jerk to uh-huh. some of my partners uh-huh. that's playing it for real, right? So I play the flute about two, three days, and I decide my time is up with the flute. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to turn the flute back in <laughs> to the chorus teacher. I turn it back in. I come home one day. I hit the gate, my mama on the porch. Ink, where you flew? I said, oh, my, I gave that back to the chorus. No, you didn't. I said, yeah, I ain't in chorus. She's like, but no, you're going to get that flute. You're going to finish that chorus session. I was like, mom, I don't, I don't do chorus. Like, I play ball. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah. no, we going first thing in the morning. We going to get that flute, right? And I finished it, right? And she taught me something valuable. Whether you want to finish something, whether you don't like something, whether somebody says something to you, you're going to finish what you start, young man. And at the time, I was young and didn't understand it. But what she was teaching me, the principle was, what's more important, what you acquire from a situation or who you become as a result of a situation? 
If I can teach you to do something that you don't like and still show up and do it, I can cultivate your character. So later on in life, if somebody says something to you, you done, right? Yeah. But if I love what I do, your words ain't going to dictate how I show up. What you said to me ain't going to dictate how I do my thing. Mm -hmm. If I don't get what I want from the situation, they ain't going to dictate what I do. That's why I say to cats all the time, can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of it? Yes. If the result changes, does it change you? Right? Mm -hmm. So when a cat say something to you and say, you done, it's over with for you, you can grin at him and say, bro, I'm sorry. You said what you said, but don't dictate how I do what I do. Yes, I appreciate your words, though. Yep. But I'm going to still show up and do my thing. Yep. Because I'm more valuable than your words. You yep. are more valuable than someone else's words. Yes, sir. So, um, a couple, I guess, really one thing, man. Uh, I don't know how much time we got, but I, I really wanted to, uh, something just came, it came on my heart the other day, and I wanted to give, as you were talking about the lesson that Miss Ruby, Miss Ruby had um, had taught you one of the most valuable lessons she taught you. Right? Yes, sir. And so I got a gift for her, and I would like to, if if you don't mind, I would like, can I give it to her, give it to you to give to her? No question. Um, so I was just sitting, man, and and what the spirit put on you, when it put it on you, you better follow it. Yes, sir. And so it was just put on my heart, and. Uh, and these are this just what came of it. These words came of it. Uh, it's called uh, Miss Ruby's son. You are the son of a queen from the broken pavement and the red clay that cracked upon your arrival. For the universe already knew and proclaimed the power for which to come. You appeared as a ball of energy that would ignite a movement of thought and action and self-awareness that only God herself could conjure up. Little did we know your words and your story would move mountains of negativity and self-doubt and shed light on the possibilities of our collective hearts. Only now to realize God's promise and gift to us would come in such tenacity and veracity yet so tender, fused in one being, one soul that would galvanize a generation. Continue to walk your walk, continue to talk your talk and to show us a piece of the creator that is through you, Mr. Inky Johnson. My dog. Oak. Hey man, I got I gotta give it up to you on that. That's love. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. Love you, dog. Make sure mom get that, man. I will. Make sure man. mom get I that. I will. Show for sure. It was That's just tough, man. I'm gonna frame this and give it to her. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It'll take us out, man. I got I got a word for you. And I'm gonna let you lead us out with this word. In rapid fire. Crazy faith. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Crazy faith. You don't see it. You you can't imagine it. It's beyond your imagination. It is beyond your imagination. Mm -hmm. Right? When you just, the thing about for real, crazy faith is you only get a glimpse of it. Mm. You don't ever get, you don't get the full picture. You don't get the fullness of it. You you know, it's like when you walking up a staircase and you can only see the first step. Yeah. Right? Crazy faith is you just feel that it's steps. It's a staircase. You can't even see the first one. Mm. But once you take those steps and get all the way to the top, then you're able to, to get a glimpse of the promised land. Mm. 
right? Yeah. You got faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Crazy faith is, it is beyond, you, you don't even see it, it is beyond your imagination. Hmm. Yeah. You only get a glimpse of it. Yes, sir. It comes just like that, hmm. right? Like we're talking about this uh, uh, Ink and Oak Inspired Leadership Academy that we're going to start. Mm-hmm. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to We really don't know nothing itself. It's just a seed and a vision that we're going to take some young folks and impart upon them some of the stuff, all of the stuff that we have developed in terms of our relationship. Absolutely. What that looks like, who knows? Hmm. What that develops into, who knows? Yeah. So we're just going to step out on some crazy faith. Yes, sir. Right? So crazy faith is being able to take the step up the staircase and you don't even see the first step. Hmm. Yeah. You don't even know it's a staircase. <laughs> you just stepping. Stepping. Right? Because you've only gotten a glimpse of it in your dream. Mm. Right? Because you know we already know what a dream is. Yeah. That's God's promise. Yeah. Right? But you only got a glimpse of it. Mm. Okay. See, when a person has a vision, you get a vision, you're not really walking on faith because you've seen it. Mm. It may not have come to pass yet. Yeah. But you've seen it. That's your vision. Yeah. Your faith is you see a piece of it and you can put together the rest of the picture. Yeah. Crazy faith is I've only seen a glimpse and then that glimpse was gone. Mm. So now I just got to walk on my crazy faith, which is crazy tomorrow, but reality. I mean, crazy yesterday, reality tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. You just in between the two. Crazy, crazy. faith. Shout out to my partner. What's my partner's name who, on, the, on the, uh, the the pastor who talk about it? Oh, he get it in now. He gets it in. Crazy Young fella gets faith. it in. But that crazy faith real. Yeah. It takes you, it's going to take you to another level. Hmm. Faith has gotten us thus far. Crazy faith is going to get us over the hump. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Picking up what you're putting down, Doc. There you have it, man. We appreciate your time, your support, your ear. Y'all stay safe, man. Peace. Peace.